gentlemen it's sunday so you know what that means it's all new episode of the rap lab podcast it's your boy the candy man twenty dollars cash tax free whatever you need come see me the alfre to the d what up what up it's your boy the one and only the only one v red barber mc Open this door, man, for a huff and puff. Come on now, by the hands of your chinny chin chin. Omar, you best roll out. We up in here with the Mac tank. Oh, I think it's not, Terrell. I think it's not. Yo, might need to think this through and stop wasting my time. Because Omar will come back tomorrow. And the next day. And the next day. To G or not to G is the question. Y'all know who it is. Y'all know what I do. Always keeping it true. It's the Q. All right. And before we get into uh, today's topic, of course, like we always do since my man became an entrepreneur, Rev, tell them what you do and where they can find you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The barber and the Rev Barber MC. Catch, catch me at 95-04 89th Street, Ozone Park, New York. Q Burrow Cuts, we out here. That's right, and my man, he's, he's offering haircuts, hair braiding, and while supplies last, if the kids need any school supplies, you go ahead and go get them. Uh, also, uh, the Rap Lab merch is, uh, I know y'all seen the pictures on the, on the Rap Lab Instagram. If you want to rock with We Rock and get one of the shirts, rap, uh, it's teespring.com slash Rap Lab logo. The shirts is there. In addition to the shirts, QG got his own line. Rev Barber got his own line. Candyman line coming soon. So, yeah, we got the old logo, the new logo. So plenty of plenty of Rap Lab merch. Uh, is, fall is coming, so you know it's hoodie weather. So we got the hoodies up. So whatever you need, we got it there for you. All right. So uh, before, we, uh, before we begin... Uh, just want to give an RIP to Mr. Michael K. Williams. Yeah, I heard the sound bite earlier in the in the intro. So uh, yeah, uh, best known as Omar from The Wire. So uh, RIP to him. And uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and staying true to hip hop. I don't know if anybody watched when they did the tribute to DMX. He did a segment for Slipping. And he, it was a beautiful performance, and he actually teared up when he talked about it. He said the lyrics, you know, was true to his life. And he also performed Brooklyn Zoo live for the crowd, man. It's like, he's a real true hip-hop head, Michael K. Williams. So it was a big loss, man. Yeah, man. So he'll definitely be missed. But on to the topic at hand today. We are comparing albums, two new albums. On one side, we got... Donda by Kanye West that came out to much hype. And on the other end, we got Certified Lover Boy by Drake. So before we before we go through our criteria, um, I know Rev, you personally was very upset about what you had to listen to <laughs> prior to this episode. So you want to speak on it? Um man, first of all, I need to make a public apology to DJ Academics. Surprisingly, I am doing this 
I had heard that, you know, he he always has some kind of antics revolving himself and other MCs and artists. And he's a very laughable, funny guy. And when I heard that he fell asleep listening to CLB, I'm like, what's the matter with this dude, man? Like, you know, I mean, I know it was like late, you know, it was like 2 a.m. or whatever. Well, how the hell could you fall asleep listening to an album? Like, he's not that bad. I fell asleep listening to CLB as well. I have witnesses. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh man. I, wait, man. wait, wait. What you mean you fell asleep listening? <laughs> I, I have witnesses. At people in the barbershop. Just my son came in. He yelling dad dad like four times. Didn't even hear him. Wow. Wow. And I knocked out. So anytime you want a nice nap or, or, or a quick snooze, just throw on the CLB and it'll put you to sleep is what you're saying? Man, and, and, and check this out, y'all. I don't want to get it misconstrued like Drake is a bad artist or he's, you know what I'm saying, like CLB is a bad album per se. It's just the slow emo stuff. Ah, man, it's like the opposite of coffee for me, man. It just puts me in a zone, <laughs> and I just started knocking out, man. And I got the names of these tracks here. We'll go through it, but yeah. Oh, man. my God. Where's Stone Cold when you need him? When Stone Cold was making fun of Lance Storm, watching the grass grow and the paint dry and coming out with the blanket. <laughs> you should have had a copy of the, of the CLB album at the time. That would have oh, worked out. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are wrong, fam. Nah, nah, nah. Shout out to Drake. Shout out to Drake. But, I mean, but we're going to get into it. Why? You know what I mean? There's a reason for it. Yes. Yes, definitely. Well, uh, yes. Let's talk about it. Who had the better intro and outro? Take a cue. <sighs> I mean, the better intro is it's a no-brainer for me. I mean, if we if we're gonna go with Danda, 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 no matter how many times you say it, it's still the same way. I gotta give it to uh, Mr. Champagne Poppy. He came out spitting bars, and and the and the beat was tight, and he you know he let it be known. And I want to say, shout out to Selena Johnson. I didn't realize that was her doing the Donda intro. The mm. same Selena Johnson that did the hook from All Falls Down, who, I mean, she's a fantastic singer. If she would have did Donda a different way, then I'd be like, okay, cool. It's a good, it's a cool intro. But all those different pronunciations and everything like that, I, I wasn't with it. Drake came out the gate spitting bars with, with champagne poetry. And it was a long track. It was five minutes, 36 seconds. So... It was a song song, you know, so I, I was I was into that. I said, so I, I'm going to give him that. I'm going to give him the intro part. Champagne pop. Uh, I'm if, also. Go I'm, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Rev. Go. I, yeah, my bad for cutting. But I just wanted to tell you, QG, um, um, that, that Donda is actually um his mother's heartbeat. They actually mm. had, um, pretty much like had made the rhythm of the heartbeat into the wow. name Donda. Yeah, dude, wow. I, I read that and I'm like, I was so blown away by it. And um, it's not something that, you know, I like to play back all the time. But, you know, my um third go round with the Kanye album, uh, I listened right. to it. And I was just amazed. I'm like, wow, they really that's pretty deep, man. And I don't I don't know if you guys caught on um, the live performance, but um, on stage, it was have it um the lights was blinking on and off. And towards the end, when the Donna chant, it turns into a dove and the dove was flying above the stadium. That is so amazing. You just took my mind to a whole different level. Now I got to hear it again. Just to go yeah. with what you were telling me, I got I got to listen to it again. And what I just said wasn't an insult to it. It was just the way that, you know, what I was looking for as far as with the situation between Kanye and Drake, Drake came out rapping. So I'm like, okay, he, he gets the dub. But now I see the creative meaning behind that intro. Wow. That just took my mind to a new level. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that, I feel like, within this conversation as far as, like, um, the creativity and things behind, like, certain songs and, and um, stuff like that, as we spoke about off the pod. Um, but Drake's intro, I actually enjoyed it. The, the champagne poetry, it was a long track, as you said, and... Um, I, he was spitting. He was spit, he was spitting that shit, man. I gotta give it to him with the with the rhymes and and the melody of the yep. intro. It was, it was one of the better songs on the album. Um, I'm just going with Kanye only because of the creativity behind um the Don the Champ. No, I'm with you on that. Like, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna still give Champagne his his due because I I like how he was rapping on there. 
but I'm mm-hmm. I'm not going I'm not going to discredit that for what Kanye and and, and uh, Selena Johnson did with Donna. That's kind of scary when you think about it. It is. It is. <laughs> with the heartbeat. Ooh, sheesh, Candyman. Uh, I'm going with Drake on this one, only because yeah, he did he did he did what he did for his moms, but at the same time, I felt like between the two, Drake came out hungrier. If that makes sense. It makes sense. Yep. Like, like to me, it sounded like Drake was like, you know, whoever they try to match me, not and not not that Drake would know that we do in this episode, but I'm mm-hmm. guessing like he's trying to start his album out hot. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so I'm I'm giving it I'm giving it straight to Drake on uh on that one. Um, standout songs. Uh, let's talk about it on 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 each album. So we'll start off with Donda. And um, Rev, we'll start you out first. What standout songs you thought were on Donda and why? I love Jail Part 2 with the baby because of all the controversy that's been going around him. And he just came out with this verse and killed it. He switched his flow up. I feel like the baby doesn't get enough credit as he should. I know like us OGs, you know, we're very hard on like the younger guys, but I got to give him his due, man. He flows, he spits. He stays on rhythm. I enjoy um, part two. I did not enjoy part one um, too much with Jay-Z. Um, of course, Jesus Lord part two. Um, Jay Electronica comes out swinging, as he always does. You know, you got to decode everything he says. And he's he's awesome, man. I know, like, it took him a long time to drop his album. But, you know, Jay Elect has an interesting story, man. Y'all could go on YouTube and um check out his bio narrated by um one of these youtube guys who do um biographies and stuff it was pretty good and the locks you know fresh off uh the dipset verses that's why they got called in to do this after the verses and they came in and they bodied it man um also i i really enjoyed the griselda collaboration i feel like that was dope man and Hearing Conway on that, Conway always bodies his features, and Westside Gun put a nice little um little kick to it. It was pretty dope. Um, I also want to uh talk about Off the Grid. It was pretty cool, man. I know it has like this new flavor to it, like the drill rap, and um with Fabio Foreign, he killed that, man. I feel like New York need to get behind this man, like they they got behind Pop Smoke, cause you know he he's next up from our city, and and he. He killed it, man. He did his thing on this album. Shout out to Fabio. Um, and the last one I want to talk about, um, Praise God, Baby Keem. I know that's Kendrick's cousin, but they sound a lot alike. Um, they it was do. pretty cool. Yeah, it had a nice vibe to it. It really like the last of the best ones I feel on that album. Okay. Um, Q, you mind if I go before you? No, go. So, uh, as, as Rev had mentioned, um, jail part two, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, I also like Jesus Lord part two. I feel like a song that nobody's really talking about is hurricane. Like, yeah. I really, I, I, like everybody I talked to about the album, nobody mentions hurricane. Yeah. So, that's actually on my list too, but I'm gonna get to it after you. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I I I messed with Hurricane. Um, I don't know why, but that song to me has the most has the second most appeal behind Jail Part Two out of the out of the entire track listing. But other than that, everything that uh, I agree with uh, everything Rev said. Other than that, but go ahead. Keith. Interesting with this album, listening to it three to four times, Kanye created a new genre of music. I'm getting the vibe of gospel pop and gospel drill and gospel techno and all this stuff. So if I could go into it, God breathed. When I first heard it, I see it's something to dance to. It's got a good EDM vibe to it. I picture flashy lights and people jumping around. It's a cinematic type of sound. Even though there's not a lot of lyrics to it, I just like the vibe and the bounce and the jump to it. This is something you could just jump to. Off the grid... I really like because of what he said, you know, uh, this is a song about the hard work. You know, you grind making your money for your kids, kids, kids. That way they don't have to suffer, you know, and and just like Rev mentioned with 504, he did his thing on there. And um, that part about the black man will never share his rib. That's a lie, Kanye. Don't say that. 
Don't do that. That's not true, man. Uh, Hurricane, with now, The weekend he did great on here. I love the way he sounded on this song. It's a very religious song, very reflective. And I like where he said, I dropped out of school, but still the one to yell, yell, yell. Mm. I get it. You know, and then, you know, he speaks about how he is imperfect, his battles with alcohol, his, bi- his bipolar disorder. And I love when he says, I don't judge Reynolds. Everybody, anybody know who Judge Reynolds is? No. Nope. Ah, you guys ever see the Beverly Hills Cop series with Eddie Murphy? Oh, yes. yeah. Rosewood, the mm. cop that played Billy Rosewood, his real name is Judge Reynolds. Oh, wow. so, I, so I thought that was a good reference to uh, uh, one of the classic uh, movies, you know, uh, Judge Reynolds. I thought that was dope. I love how Kanye plays on words. That reminds me of the old Kanye. Yeah. Um, Jonah, I like because of the biblical story of Jonah and the whale. That's what I got from it. He takes a lot of biblical references. When the song talks about being alone in the darkness, what was Jonah? At? He was swallowed by a whale. He was alone in darkness. And I like the fact that, you know, I'm not a big Little Dirk fan, but Little Dirk gave it up. He was like, yo, Kanye from Chicago, he the OG, he embraced the youth. And Kanye does embrace the youth from Chicago, that whole drill rap and all the people that have come up under and after him. You know, those are like his grandkids now. And I thought Kanye took a little shot at Drake on here where he said, me and your big homie go back and you don't know me like that. I'm like, hmm, who's he talking to? You know, this is a chance. Um, of course, believe what I say. I love that sample by Lauren Hill. I thought it sounded yeah. really, really cool. Buju Bonten is on there. I love hearing him. Shout out to Gargamel. You know what I mean? And he's telling you, you know, don't let the outside things take away of the beauty of the rich of the richness of love. He, he He's giving you something here. Um, obviously, what what you mentioned, you know, keep my spirit alive with the Griselda boys. I got any time they're on there. It's always good to hear them. And I love how vulnerable they are. They opened right. up about their physical pain and stuff that they've been through. And obviously, you know, Jesus Lord, I mean, you can't get enough of that. I, I, I was so happy. Like, even though Jay Electronica destroyed it, he did his thing. It was great hearing him. But when the locks came on there together, Back to mm-hmm. back. You heard Sheet first, then you heard Jada, then you heard Styles. I'm like, oh man, this is perfect. And uh to cap it off, I know I'm taking a minute, but um the remix with uh Shinsia, you know uh what song am I talking about? What was that? It's with it's with it's with Shinsia and it's with uh dang, what song is that, fellas? Cause it played in the beginning. I think I think it's uh, it's it's not jail, it's not jail. I think it's um. Uh, now I gotta look it up because because I'm mad, I'm mad that I forgot it. Uh, yeah, because I'm a big Shansia fan, and it was good it was good to see her on this record. And that's the thing too with this album. Oh, uh, it's okay, okay, part two. I'm talking about. So. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy because on the album you don't see the you don't see who's on it until you look it up. Yeah, 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 I really like I really like how Shinsia went off on that. It was a good look, the reggae vibe and all that. It was it was cool. So those are my favorite songs from Donda. All right. And uh I pose the same question and we'll start with you again, Reb. Same question, but uh certified lover boy, let's go around. Yeah, man. Actually, my bad. I wanted just to jump back and say, yeah, believe what I say with Lauren the Lauren Hill sample was was super dope. Um that shout was out good. to shout out to I, Al. I'm not <laughs> I'm not giving credit with Lauren Hill on. Yo, shout out. Not, to- not even, not even for a sample. That's that, nope. that's 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 nope. great. Not at all. <laughs> Man, uh, this is why I love this pod. A couple podcasts ago, I was laughing even when the episode was done a couple of times, even to myself when Al said that he was surprised that Lauren Hill even showed up for the sample. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Oh man. Uh, well, back to uh, Drake's album CLB. Um, the songs that stood out to me. Love All with Jay-Z. Um, mm. I know I give Jay-Z a lot of heat, but he definitely stuck to the concept, and he used that platform to talk about Dame. You know, it would have been weird had he talked about Dame on Kanye's album. I don't think, yeah, you know, would be want to be a part of that. Um, yeah, and, and the concept wasn't, like, good for him on, on um, Kanye's album, talking about jail. I don't recall Jay-Z uh, getting arrested or anything. Um, 
Another song that stuck out to me, um, In Too Deep on CLB. I thought that was pretty dope. Um, I feel like um, with his features, he, he was very uh, smart when he picked who to get on um, these features. So him and Future always make a good team. And I'm starting to learn that about Future and um, Drake. Anytime these guys get together, they, they actually do make pretty good stuff. Um, Way Too Sexy, one of the singles. It was pretty catchy. Can't lie. They had the, the um, Right Said Fred sample there. <laughs> I laugh at this. I laugh at this song every time I hear it. Because I, I think of the original. That's why. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> wow. um, oh, no man. The industry was pretty interest was interesting because he's saying that, but he has a hell of a lot of friends on this album. So mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know what he was getting at there, but I actually thought it was a pretty good song. Um, I like what he was saying. It seems like Drake has been backstabbed a lot in his career, and it seems like uh he's not as likable as everyone thinks he is, maybe because he keeps chasing around people's girls and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> He's right though. Certified love. You can look. You can look at. You can look it up and see his track record. He's known for doing that. Hey man, that's probably why he got a lot of heat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Knife talk with Twenty One Savage and Project Pat. It was refreshing to hear Project Pat after all these uh-huh. years get back on the mainstream track. Yeah, pretty good. Yes. And I actually like Twenty One Savage, man. I can't lie. Out of out of all the new guys, him, the baby, like. They they a vibe for me, man. They 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 dope. Him and um and future too, man. Those guys um are starting to grow on me. I can't front. Um and the last one I thought was pretty cool was um seven a.m. on a brittle path where he was uh he he was he was going at Mr. Kanye there. <laughs> yeah, he was talking. He was talking on that record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty interesting, man. I actually uh I like the beat on that one too, man. Um, what I do respect, I respect Drake's Houston ties, man. Houston's a long way from Toronto, but he seems like he got a lot of uh, a lot of love out there. And every most of his albums that I've heard, that he he always kind of keeps it Houston on them joints, man. Either with a beat, with a skit. So I I respect that, man. Yeah. You got to remember who discovered him, though. Why he uh, Jay Prince. Yep. Why he uh, he he keeps it uh, he keeps it Houston. So. Yeah. But um, if I may. Uh, I actually liked um, uh, what you call it. I liked in the Bible. I think Lil, Lil Dirk. I know I know QG. You said you're not a fan of Lil Dirk, but uh, shout outs to OTF. Only the family and oh 300. Um, no, no, listen. No, he can shout him out. Shout him out. No, no. But, but I, uh, I, I, I mean, I may not be a fan of the kid, but if he if he does something that you like, if it comes out good, great. But yeah, shout outs to him. Uh, like like Rev said, uh, Jay Z, who lately. Has been doing a bunch of uninspired features. I felt like he he, he brought a little something more than usual on uh, on Love All. Uh, Fair Trade with Travis Scott. I didn't have a problem with. Uh, I I think I like that song too. And uh, yeah. knife, knife Talk, like 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 Reb said, it was very good to see Project Pat. Uh, on a mainstream track, um, it, it's good. When, when <laughs> Yo, he still he still rapped the same way. Project yeah, he does. Rap, oh, no, I the the same way. I, I, like I, I was like, Yo, he rapped the same, bro. <laughs> that was tight. That was and, tight. <laughs> yep, raps the exact same way. So, uh, <laughs> shout shout out shout outs to uh, Project Pat. Um, sh- shout outs to uh, Hypnotized Minds back in the day. For those of y'all that know, y'all know. But uh, yeah, and Twenty One Savage, I've never, I've never had an issue with. I've, I've liked him his entire career. Um, y'all, y'all might uh crucify me for this one, but uh, Get Along Better with Ty Dolla Sign. I've always been a, a Ty Dolla Sign guy. I, I like, I especially like the beat on that song too. Uh, and I'll end it with uh, You Only Live Twice with with Weezy and uh and 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 Boss Man. Yeah, Weezy came out spitting on that man. I can't take that away from him. Yeah, uh, do you guys? Do you? Do you uh, sorry to cut you off, my brother. Do you believe what Wayne said? He made a comment that every time he works for Drake, he has to change his verse a few times. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Drake Spitzman, you know, as much heat as we give him, and you know, emo stuff lyrically, he does his thing, man. Can't oh, take that. Oh away. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. If I may give one criticism, sure. I thought way too sexy was trash. <laughs> that was my least favorite song. I thought that, that was my least favorite. Song. I thought that that song was trash, Young Thug. And they did and, a video and, for it. Anytime, yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Anytime I, <laughs> anytime I see Young Thug, see Kawhi Leonard, uh, the Clippers should try to get their money back because he's supposed to be hurt 
popping up in Drake videos. But uh, that was pretty funny though, seeing him dance. That was kind of funny. And he had that, and he had the same dull facial expression <laughs> on his face. Did you notice that? Bro, That's what made it good. Y'all ever, y'all ever watch an NBA game where Kawhi's on the bench and the camera show uh, zooms in on him, and he just got that blank yeah. stare in his face? He had that oh, same yeah. exact stare in the music video. Do you know what Greg Popovich said about Kawhi Leonard? It was one time they was it was during the game, and he just sat there so quiet. And he actually had the doctor go check him to see if his heart was beating. Wow. <laughs> he just sat there like it with a, with a blank stare in his face. That, that's just who Kawhi Leonard is. That's hilarious. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, way too sexy. I didn't care for. But go ahead, go ahead, QG. Uh, give your assessment. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll jump. One, one thing I, I want to say about Drake that I like, especially what you guys touched on, um, when he's rapping, it's great. And what I love about it, too, he's a very confident, braggadocious type of rapper. He's very sarcastic, especially when he's talking that talk. Like, Poppy's home. You know, he's talking about, you know, his kids. He's like, yeah, yeah, daddy's here. I'm back. You know, like, yeah, go ahead, talk your talk, son. You know what I mean? Um, besides that one, Love All, obviously. I mean, it was so refreshing there, Jay-Z rap this way again. Because after everything that we heard from prior to, Jay kind of, it, 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 it's not like we forgot. It was just so good to hear it. And then to see him and Drake together, it was a good collaboration. I really enjoyed that. Um, another song, Fair Trade with Travis Scott was very good. I enjoyed how that sounded. It was a good combo with those two guys together. And uh, yeah, you, uh, you mentioned Texas earlier and I was like, yo, uh, like when I heard TSU, I love the way it sounds. And I'm like, the way he's talking about Texas and talking about this girl from Texas. I'm like, I kept saying to myself, yo, are you, I mean, do you live out there or something, man? Like you shout out Texas, especially the intro where we heard, yo, Swisher House. You didn't hear that name. And it kind of opened up my eyes like, oh man, okay, Swisher House, we going back. And when Drake and Future get get together, it, it is something special. Like, you guys caught that line where he said, Future could sign a contract and I don't even have to look at it. Like, he just has a bond and a trust with him. Like, they, 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 they are so close. I didn't even know how close they were. I thought they were just collaborators. But they have so much music together that it's just something so good. Let me say something about Yeba's Heartbreak. I'm a sucker for the piano. Anytime I hear a piano on an instrumental, I just get drawn into it. And just the way Yeba's heartbreak sounded, I thought that was very, very cool. No friends in the industry. He really took the gloves off on here. Like he was really going in on. And I, I just love the way that he could be he could be subliminal and he addresses all the shots that get thrown at him because he gets shots thrown at him all the time. And I love the way he gets back at people. It's like, I heard what you said, and he's just so egotistical with it and so sarcastic with it. Knife talk with 21 Savage and Project Pat. 21 Savage is starting to grow on me because of J. Cole. When 21 Savage gets on a track with J. Cole, I like how he sounds. I like how he's rapping on it. In the beginning, when 21 came out, I wasn't really a fan because of the double XL freestyle with, with all them other guys. I thought I thought it was terrible. Yeah, but I, didn't I guess as time goes on, yeah, I, yeah. So now I say, okay, 21, you can get in here, you can do your thing. Obviously, 7 a.m. on a, on a 7 a.m. on um, Brittle Path. That's kind of that's kind of ill. It's funny because you know it takes me back to his issues with Meek Milk. You know, you getting bodied mm. by singing. You know what I mean? And I'm not a big fan <laughs> of Drake singing. I get, I get. You know, he does it. It's just that. The style of when he's singing. You guys he's, have seen parodies he, of, of, of he, Drake singing. No, but he's smooth with it, though. He stretches out the lines. He's like, and I know where you're at and what you're doing. Like It just sounds like it's dragging out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's, you're right. he's, he's, he's good at harmonizing with that, but it's just dragged out. There's no keys. There's no notes there. Yes, it's Sleepy smooth. Music. It's... It, it's for the ladies. He has a lot of ladies' records on here. Uh, Race My Mind was kind of cool. I enjoyed how it sounded. And um, You Only Live Twice. That that that's, that's strictly a Rick Ross type of track right there. Just oh, the way it sounded. That, that sounded like it could have been on Rosé album. And, of course, Lil Wayne on there anytime they get together. And to cap it off, The Remorse. I thought it was a good way to end it. It's like 
you got the love tracks, you got the I'm gonna get back at you tracks, and I got the I'm gonna remind you who I am tracks. But it's about him. It's about his, you know, his wealth. It's about his success. But it's also about the problems that come with that. So I like the fact that he's also very vulnerable about, especially now he's talking more about his son now. Yeah, true. His son that the world would have never knew he had had a <laughs> push a T not did what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He incorporated it now. <laughs> he's got oh, to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> Made it into a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we went over standout tracks that uh yeah. we like we liked on both albums. What about features? I know we kinda like going through standout tracks, we, we kinda spoke about who got featured, but who do you think had the better feature list? Uh, go ahead, Rev. Uh, I'll start with you. Who's the better supporting cast here? You know, it's odd because a lot of these uh, guys were on both albums. Both albums. Yep, that's yeah, correct. yeah. But what separates it for me, Fabio Foreign, man. I feel like he's the MVP of the features on both albums. Even though 21 Savage came off and um, Project Pat too. But as far as um the guys who weren't on both albums, I, I really enjoyed um Fabio Foreign on Donda. He he came out ready to make a name for himself. He killed both tracks that he was on. Um, with Donda, even though it was a lot of hype behind it, you know it was well pieced together. The features, you know, definitely made sense. Him and the locks was long overdue. I've always wanted to hear Kanye and the locks. Sounds weird saying that, but um, and it finally happened the way that I imagined it would happen. You know, everybody came off hard, spitting, you know, spitting heat on it. Kanye himself, Jay Electronica too. That's another standout for me. Um, on Drake's album, he kept it kind of like, you know, the people that he messes with, I guess his, uh, friends from the industry, young, um, young thug future, you know, they always collab pretty well. Future wasn't on Kanye's album. Um, Ty Dolla Sign and Drake go well together. They're both singing guys. Um, and you know, Rick Ross is always going to be on a Drake album. You know, uh, the Cuddy, uh, the Cuddy feature was pretty good too. I meant to speak on that. Um, the IMY2, that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool hearing them on the track together. Yeah. But if I had to yeah, go with uh, the, the better feature list, I got to stick with Kanye on this one. All right, what about you, QG? Better track I'm a quarter, Yeah, yeah, I'm a quarterback with Rev. I gotta, I'm going to go with Kanye as far as better features because Kanye is very good at crafting the way he wants the song to come out, and that includes with working with the artists. Like Kanye could work with anybody, but when he has a concept and when he has the way that the song wants to go, I'm sure he's gone over it with his collaborators. Okay, this is what I want you to talk about. And the fact that they could match with him and match his energy, like with the gospel, with the religion thing, we mentioned about the locks. When have we ever heard the locks ever go in like that as far as what religion means to them? Never. What their, what, what their relationship with God is. We, we, we realize mm-hmm. now, we know Kanye's always been a God-fearing man. But to get outside collaborators, to get on your level, that's genius. True. We could see Kanye is a very, Kanye is an evil, genius, educated nutcase. That means when it comes to producing a song, writing a song, everything is detailed from top to bottom. It's different than just coming in the studio and just putting on a beat and just writing to it. No, everything has to come together. And I love the way Kanye does that. And 504, and I got to give him the nod, he really impressed me on here. And to see everybody come together and follow what, what Kanye is trying to present, I thought that was dope. Not to take anything away from Drake's collaborators. Because when they got together, it was great. It sounded good. They meshed well. Just like what Rev was saying, these are people who are like his friends. Even though, you know, with with the Jay-Z thing, and this is what caused people to debate. They A lot of people looked at it as passing the torch. They want to say Drake is the successor of what Jay-Z is. I don't agree with that, but that's how people look at it because Drake break, breaking all these records and all these streaming numbers, that's what Jay-Z thrived on, breaking all these records. That's what Drake is doing now. But I love how collaborators could come together and keep the concept that the creator of the song is doing. So I got to give that to Kanye in that sense. 
Well, nice. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against the grain here. I'm gonna go with uh, Drake had the better feature list. Um, when you look at these names, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Jay Z, Travis Scott. I don't really care for way too sexy, but Future and Young Thug are notable names. Future again was on another track. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about her, but Yeba, Yeba is a, a Grammy Award winning singer, very talented in my in my opinion on track eleven. Um, you got Twenty One Savage, uh, the surprise in Project Pat, which uh, me and Rev both both touched on. Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Wayne, and Rick Ross, and uh, I don't really care for Kid Cudi because he's uh, too emotional for me, but he, he was there too. So I don't know. And then when I look at Donda's, Donda's feature list, I'm not really not really too moved by who he, and like like Rev said, a lot of these guys were on both albums, but I don't know. I, I feel like. In my opinion, sonically, the features fit better on on Certified Lover Boy than they did on than they did on um, on Donda. But that's just my opinion. All good. Yeah, nothing wrong with that because again, it all goes with sound. You know, if you like the way something sounds better, then that's great. That's your that's your that's your bravado on what you like, how it comes together, and what you like to hear. So that's good if you feel that. Drake was able to have the better collaborators. All right. Uh, better beats and production. Who y'all got? Start with you, Rev. I'm going to go Kanye. And um, I'm right, yeah. <laughs> I'm right behind you, Rev. But go ahead, brother. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie, man. Um, you know, at first when I heard the Kanye album, I did hear it on a Sunday. It was a gloomy day. And it was a bit churchy for me. You know, I I'd mentioned that in one of the last pods, but uh, it actually grew on me after a while when I started listening more and, you know, hearing the in-depth concepts that he had and the productions and pretty much everything behind the boards. I could respect that he did more so than I um, at my first listen. It, it did take a little while for, for me to um, pretty much comprehend and understand the true meaning of this album. And when I did and finally realized you know what this album is like fully fully about i could respect it and it is a masterpiece i wouldn't go as far as saying it's a classic but it is a masterpiece i can't take that away from him you know he showed out for his mom and i'll give him that as far as drake he kept it drake you know everything that his fans like about him um i have been seeing some criticism about him and this album on the internet but i feel like a lot of fans especially the new age fans are never happy you know it's hard to please these guys and i felt like drake pretty much is like giving his fan base what he normally gives him. He didn't do anything different, you know? He stuck to the script of who he is and what he does every album. Um, it's not bad, um, but personally, it, it, it was just kind of a, kind of slow and, and emo for me, you know? I joke around saying that, like, you know, Sleepy Time and, and all that, but it is, it is one of them albums, man, that I just... It, I'm not going to bump too much in the car or just around the homies and stuff like that. Um... He has some singles that definitely are bumpable, but as far as like the album as a whole, it just ain't really it ain't do it for me. And I know like um QG had mentioned some of the songs. Um actually I'm actually on the other side of some of them songs there, like um like Pipe Down, Fountains, Get Along Better, Race My Mind, Fucking Fans. Yeah. Even uh TSU, Yebba's Heartbreak, which was very cool and melodic, but songs like that, it, it's it's kind of like it lulls me to sleep a little bit. Um I did enjoy the poppy's home the montel jordan sample and on record yeah. I just want to say that montel jordan this is how we do it is definitely my favorite r&b album that's ever come out I love that <laughs> even though it's a short album so i was very excited that that he took the yeah. montel jordan sample and that he was good take the original sample but um yeah i yeah. gotta go with kanye on the productions and in a way it's not fair because that's what kanye does he came into the industry being a producer so you know he edges yeah. them out to me on that one yeah, and I'm, I'm going to agree. As much as I like Drake's album overall as a whole, I feel like Kanye's production is just, you know, top-notch. Even from the intro all the way down to the last track, like, I, I, I equate Kanye in production to, like, a mad scientist, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he may be a little bit off his rocker, as, as, we, uh, as we've stated uh, in, in earlier episodes of this podcast, but... Um, yeah, I just feel like Kanye, production-wise, he just can't be matched by by most artists. And even on the tracks he didn't produce, like he has just such a good ear 
he has just such a good ear for beats that, you know, even if he doesn't produce it, he still, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he still picks out pretty solid beats to rap over. So, yeah, yeah like, uh, I didn't I didn't dislike any any instrumentals on, on, on that, on Donda. Yeah, uh, I'm starting to understand him now. I'm starting to understand what he's doing. He's speaking through the instruments. It's not the 2000s Kanye that was backpacked with the Louis Vuitton and the polo shirt. Now he's creating movies. It's an orchestra. It's like classical with gospel, with pop, with rock, with all these different sounds. And he's just combining everything. He'll sprinkle a couple of metaphors here and there. He'll put some lyrics together here and there. But now you have to interpret as the listener what he's trying to say through the beats. And the more I heard it, the more I started to understand it and I started to appreciate it. With Certified Lover Boy, like you all touched on, it's a Drake album. What you're going to get is what you're going to get. He's going to talk about the women. He's going to talk about himself. He's going to talk about the stuff that he usually talks about. It's caused a debate with people on when are we going to get that certified classic from Drake. He Word. has good albums. Certified, you know what I mean? Certified Lover Boy. It's good, but when is he going to step it up and challenge himself to go to the next level and create something great? When are you going to step out of the box? You've talked about the same stuff over and over. We get it. We know that's who you are. We know that's what you want to talk about. But when are you going to give us more? More in a way that we could finally say, yo, you have created your Illmatic. You've created your Thriller. You've created... Leave it up to say Kanye West has given us late registration. He's given us college dropout. A lot of people say those are those are and, and they are. Those are great albums. Kanye is now at another level where it's no longer just the lyrics anymore. And like Candyman touched on, he has this ear for sound. I love how that organ sounds on Donda. I love those dark piano gritty i love the drums i love the way that it all just comes together it's like it's like you're walking in a dark forest and all these things are coming at you all you got to do is just put on the album and then everything is coming all at once there's pain there's love there's suffering there's redemption you get all that when you hear it with certified lover boy you got to be in a if you're in a down mood or you're in a messed up mood or if this Girl broke your heart. This person broke your heart. You throw that on. You listen to it. You drink. You smoke. You sit back and you just chill. That's fine. But Kanye is giving you so many different layers to think about. I gotta go with Donda as far as production. Yeah, I think I think it's hands down across the board. You'd you'd uh you'd be crazy. As much as I like Certified Lover Boy over Donda, you'd be crazy to say that that Donda doesn't have the better production, which. Brings me to the next topic because production ain't everything. Who had the better lyrics on they on they joint ref? Ooh, see, now with Kanye's album, it was more conceptual, and you know with Drake, to me, he's more of a bona fide lyricist than Kanye is. Uh, Kanye relied heavily on his features, as did Drake, but Drake stole the show a lot of times on his features. The guys he had on his album uh if anything would be a tie it would be this but you know i hate ties so i'm gonna have to go with drake why is that i feel like lyrically he just stood out more than kanye and with concepts it's it's a little hard to be like like superior like lyrically with concepts when you're telling a story or you're like you know pretty much painting a scenery with drake you know even in his intro he came out swinging and you know, I might even be giving the edge to Drake because he was the f- one to fire the first shot lyrically at Kanye. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to post his address or anything like that. But, <laughs> you know, Drake is battle tested and, you know, he got a couple losses, got a couple wins. Kanye really hasn't gone head to head with anybody on wax that I, I could think of off top. Correct. You know, correct. So he may have taken a couple subliminals, but it has been I've never heard no official Kanye West diss tracks towards somebody. So um, I felt like Drake had a little something to prove as far as, you know, being that guy. And as QG was saying earlier, you know, being the next one after Hove. And 
I just got to give it to Drake on the lyricism. And but I'm I'm not trying to discredit Kanye and his concepts because everything he did was deep and it has like a truer meaning than anything on Certified Lover Boy. You know, because we talk about his bombs here, we talking about life, we talking about God. You know, and I can't discredit nobody's lyrics, but when it comes to like the MC in part, I just got to give it to Drake personally. What about you, Q? Yeah, I'm going to give Drake the nod on, on the lyrics uh, because, again, you know, he it was it was wartime. You know, that's the one thing I like about Drake. You know, no matter what criticisms he may get, he is battle tested and he's willing to step up to the plate. And Kanye hasn't been in any lyrical diss tracks. That's that that's not the type of person he is. I do know of a time where when he was just starting, he would be in ciphers and sometimes the ciphers would turn into battle. He battled game face to face. This is when they both were on the come up and game admitted it. He's like, yeah, Kanye got me on there because they were going back and forth with verses. And then Kanye had a little bit more in the tank and, you know, the, the people around them were chanting and they, they loved what Kanye was doing. So game gave it up on that one, but this is the, early Kanye this the hungry Kanye where he was just focused on bars so this is this there's different levels to Kanye we're not dealing with Kanye the lyricist now we're dealing with Kanye the architect the you know the artist Drake is into the music he's into the lyrics he's into how he says lyrics you know he works on different pronunciations he has a style that works for him. I don't hear anybody out here sounding like Drake as far as his delivery, which is what makes him stands out. And, you know, Kanye may sprinkle a little metaphors, a little punchlines in there. He'll give you a little taste of the old Kanye, but not too much because that's not where his focus is. You know, with Drake, you know, him being battle tested and we've done an episode in the archives about the three headed monster with Kendrick and Cole and Drake that's real comp right there. You know what I mean? Because we know Cole can rap. We know Kendrick can rap. And we know Drake can rap. So what makes you stand out and rise above the rest of them? So I got to give with Drake, you know, the nod on lyricists because he sticks to his guns. He sticks to what he knows. And he's a very underrated storyteller, to be honest with you. Drake can tell a story if you, if he, if, if, if you follow him and if you see where he's going it may be what we've heard before, but he puts it together very well. So I got to give Drake lyrics. Yeah, I'm I'm going to jump on that as well. I think Drake overall had the better lyrical content. If I was judging by uh, hunger, um, it, Drake just sounds more hungry. And not not for nothing, but I guess because of, of uh, Kanye's mental state, I think that affects his lyrics to his songs as well. So I agree. I, gotta, I agree. I agree. With, with with his with his mental instability and his mental issues, I think the Kanye of today is not the same Kanye from two thousand four, two thousand five, six. You know, and correct. I don't correct. Think, I don't think I don't think we'll ever see that Kanye ever again. Whereas Drake, I noticed whereas Kanye has regressed over time, Drake just keeps getting better in my opinion lyrically. Like mm. the 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 Drake from so far gone has evolved so much between uh between then and now, and I don't know I feel like I feel like Drake is hasn't has like if this was sports he he hadn't he hasn't lost a step lyrically so that's just that's that's just how I feel so I gotta give I the nod I gotta give the nod to Drake on and you know and 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 it's and it goes to say it's very difficult. Because as we've seen with like the Jay Z's and the Kanye's and and a lot of others who have been around for a very long time, it, it's very hard to stay sharp lyrically, album after album after album through decades. Um, Drake came on the scene back in 2008, 2009. We in 2021, and he's still pumping out fire. So, you know something? Uh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you both. I'm glad you both brought that up. Let me ask you guys a question here because. Especially you, you rep because you made this known on on, on this show, the ghostwriting accusations. Oh yeah, we we know Kanye has we we've been we've we've heard about Kanye and we've heard about Drake. So where do you guys see that in regards to this, as far as ghostwriting? 
Whoo, man. Uh, you know, it's been proven on uh, Kanye's part, and um, I feel like half proven on Drake's part. Uh, yeah. You know, I as a lyricist, as an MC, I, I just can't have nobody hold that pen for me. You know what I mean? Right. Especially when, like, when, when it comes to verses. If somebody's doing your hooks, you know, that's been done before. You know, all the legends, all the greats have had, you know, others step in and write hooks and choruses and stuff like that. But when it comes to, like, the meat and potatoes, the 16s, the 8s, the 24s, you know, that got to be yours, man. And Kanye's in a place where, you know, kind of like Snoop Dogg, you know, they, they, they ain't got to pick the pen up. You know, they, they, they got people orchestrating that for them, but... I feel like um, on this one, this is interpersonal with Kanye because he's talking about his mom, you know. And, you know um, something? Yeah. I, I mean, so, I mean, not to cut you off, but to add to it, to add to more. You see these drill rap songs? Yep. I felt I felt somebody wrote that for him. But Kanye, yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. Just because because of the way drill rap is and how it's structured and orchestrated, mm-hmm. and him being from the generation back then with how yep. you rap, I just didn't see. How could he catch on to that style so quickly without having somebody structure it and write it for him how it's supposed to sound? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, say what you want about Drake's BlackBerry, but at least he wrote that down in his BlackBerry. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or anything like that, you know what I mean? But I think Drake is just more of like, like has grown, like Al said, you know, he's kind of like, if it's for sports, you know, he's progressed where Kanye has somewhat regressed. Even though um, these guys, you know, reviewing the discographies, you know, these guys have been consistent in dropping albums, whether we liked, you know, Kanye's um, later work more than uh, we have not liked Kanye's later work more than his early work. But he's still been consistent. And, you know, his fans love him. Drake's fans love him to him, too. You know, um, I have no sides in this. So it's kind of interesting to see, like, yeah. you know, this huge pillow fight going on between the two. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I I just you know just as a lyricist I just kind of got to give Drake the edge on it. Yeah, but I'm a candy man. Uh, same thing with you about the ghostwriting thing. Do you think that takes anything away from Drake and Kanye as writers? It does because you know especially because these two guys have been proven to be lyricists when they first came up. So it's kind of disheartening. Um, I, I I forget dude's name, but it was proven as a fact that uh uh Quentin Miller wrote ten bands for Drake. Um, mm. and, yes, and Kanye, you know, it, like you said, the drill stuff, but it, it's disheartening because these guys were lyric lyricists when they came up, and now, like, as they've gotten bigger in the game through the years, start using start using ghostwriters. I, I really that bothers me. Like, like if it was somebody like a a, a Puff Daddy or a Master P or a Birdman, you know, somebody who's like a businessman putting out an album because he knows it's gonna sell. And not uh, and, and 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 they and they can admit they were never gifted rappers. Then I could understand using a ghostwriter. But when you when you've proven that you can freestyle and you've proven that you can sit down and write some some dope lyrics, it it kind of it kind of takes it takes away from the whole presentation. You know, like you're capable of doing it. So why are you having somebody else do it? You know what I mean? Right, right. Why why lay claim to being a a, a great lyricist? Or the best rapper when you have somebody who's assisting you with the pen. True. Yeah, man. So the last topic of debate: better concepts. Uh, Rev, we'll start with you, Donda or CLB. Yeah, can't beat Kanye with this one, man. You know, it's about God, yep. about his mom. I mean, you could even be an atheist and have respect for what this man did on this album if you really listen close to what he was talking about. And I feel like it was a spiritual healing for himself. All the theatrics, you know, it, it overshadowed it a bit. Um, the third and last listening party, I felt like, is where he got his respect like for this album. And it was confusing at first. To see like all this stuff and all these features and but once the album came together, I feel like Donda just it's it it, it created a new vibe as far as like it being okay to be in touch with God and rap about it, you know, and everything he went through with his moms for years. We've known this and we've seen him, you know, in the media just unfold before our very eyes where you know, Drake has always, like we joked about earlier, you know, he's always been like, 
in other people's DMs, other women's DMs, and you know, <laughs> with other people's baby moms. And now he's dating uh this uh this basketball player's mom, this young basketball player who's about to go into college or whatever, his mom and stuff like that, and sitting courtside and stuff. So, you know, I I gotta give the edge to Kanye, not because I am the reverend, but you know, I could definitely have respect to somebody getting in tune with the Lord. And, you know, like I said, for the atheists out there, no disrespect or anything like that, but it's just dope hearing a conceptual album about like, you know, something with substance and not just rapidly rap stuff and lean and liquor and fucking bitches and all types of other shit. I, I was uh, pretty refreshed to hear this album from Kanye and it grew on me. So shout out to Kanye. And also just want to mention, um, as far as the features, jumping back to that, uh, I like what he did uh, putting Pop Smoke there. And it was a small little interlude and everything, but his family going to get the royalties mm-hmm. off of that. So shout out to him. Yeah, for that. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to side with Kanye on this one. Again, the the man is a madman and a and a mad genius and I I feel like again his mental state although in his personal life it's a detriment. Uh music-wise and lyric-wise it's it's a detriment but concept-wise if Kanye didn't have a screw loose, pardon my 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 lack of a better term, but he I don't think he he would be this good conceptually. And again, he's got the hint of gospel. He's got his moms. And I know everybody now knows about the situation with the producer that overslept. And he told the man to stop texting him and go find God. And come back <laughs> Yo, he fired him God. through the text message. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> but I had the nerve to tell that man, uh, stop texting. When you find God, come back. <laughs> that was funny. Yo, that was crazy. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you guys. Um Certified Lover Boy is a quick bang. It came out, it got all them streams, it went number one, boom. Donda, I gotta listen to more than once. I gotta keep listening to it to see what more I can get from it. If you pay attention, he addresses so much. He talks about everything. He talks about the uh, problems with you know the divorce and everything with Kim. He mentions it. He talks about his redemption. He talks about the stuff that he's been going through. He talks about the media. I also love the fact that he kept it Chicago. He got uh, accused of not remembering where he came from or even speaking about Chicago because, you know, because he he records his albums. Where? Wyoming? Yeah, Wyoming. Yeah, he, he, he's got this farm and he, he's locked down, hunkered down and everything. But when I heard about the whole thing with Larry Hoover Jr. and the Gangster Disciples and where he put that on there, and I'm like, whoa, it's like, OK, Kanye's getting back in touch with his roots now. He's not a gangster. He doesn't he doesn't do that. But Larry Hoover is one of those names in history and and, and, and how it followed the theme about how Larry Hoover Never got to see his grandkids, never got to touch his grandkids, never got to, you know, and they and they're going off to high school and college and all that. So I love how Kanye could capture all these themes and just put it together. So concepts, no brainer. Kanye West certified lover boy is exactly what it is. It's the love song. You know what you're going to get from a Drake album when you hear it. We don't know what we're going to get from Kanye when he drops the album. That's what That's makes it so on. special. Word. That's what makes it special. So you got to listen to it in order to know what he's doing. So I can listen to Certified Lover Boy one time or whatever. But Donda, I got to listen to it just to see what I can catch from it. Yeah, you put the true and true G with that statement. That I yes, yes, sir. That. Word. yes, sir. Okay, so uh, let me ask you one question before we wrap it up. So Drake has beaten Kanye in streams and it only took him three days. Why do you think that is, Rev? All the ladies, all the ladies gathered up for Drake and uh, celebrated their mans. And, you know, the topic of God is not always the most popular topic in rap and hip hop and life. So, you know, people might just be hearing what everyone's saying about the churchy sound and everything else. And, I feel like also Donda, the overhype kind of hurt it a little bit too. So I feel like, yeah, the lady showed up and just uh, 
everyone just scared away by the God concept kind of uh, gave Drake the edge. Even though this is um the second lowest numbers that Drake has done in his career. So it's not like he's blowing people out the water here. But uh, I forget which album it was. I think it was Take Care. Um, they didn't have as much numbers. But I know this is the second lowest um, numbers he's done. So it's not like it is a W for him because, you know, he's getting the acclaim and everything. But numbers wise, I don't know if it is because of like the streams and they're not selling CDs no more. And it's a different standard now when it comes to album sales, you know, as, as far as streaming. So. But even with Kanye, too, you know, he's he, um, it's, the numbers are pretty low compared to what he's done in, in his career. Uh, what about you, uh, QG? What's your opinion? I think uh, I think the streaming does have a lot to do with it. I mean, we we know that Drake's fan base, you know, it's the girls, you know, what I mean, they're going to jump on it. And I, and I want to say this, too. It's like people wait for that quote or quotes from Drake to repost on social media. When they hear that one line, when they see that one line, they can't wait to put it up. When Certified Lover Boy came out, instantly, like maybe a couple, like maybe an hour later, I go on social media, I see everybody posting up the song and everybody posting up a lyric or a quote to it. So it's those quotables too that stand out. We're not going to get that many quotables from Kanye because of the direction that he's going. So it's that that plays a part in it too. And I read and I looked up the like the first day, smoked out the box. Drake went crazy. The second day, Donda did a little better this time around. So it's like it's like a back and forth, you know what I mean? But certified lover boy was exactly what it was and like rep said the the hype and the anticipation with those live shows and everything there was a lot of backlash behind it but i think you know you cater to your fans that's what drake did drake has a formula and he sticks to the formula that's working for him so i feel that's why this was more successful during that time instead of instead of um donda yeah, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna harp off of what Rev said. You know, um, sometimes production and concepts is not alone is not enough. Um, Kanye over the last couple of years, especially with the Sunday service and the choirs and stuff, um, has been doing a lot of has been doing a lot of gospel and bringing God in his music. And people people younger than us, and I know there's a there's a little bit of an age gap between you two and myself, but. People younger than us, like the teenagers, the people in their early 20s, they don't want to hear about God and their music. So I think that's why they revert over to Drake. And like and like QG said also, Drake is a very quotable rapper. I think even though Kanye's been around longer, Drake throughout his career has more quotables than, uh, than Kanye has. I don't think I've ever uh, walked around and heard anybody just start spitting Kanye lines. But, you know, Drake through the years started from the bottom, YOLO. Like, people love to quote Drake. There you go. Yeah. So, most definitely. But uh, anything y'all want to say before we uh, wrap this up? Final thoughts on either album? want to give a shout out to the barbershop. I'm sorry Absolutely. for putting you guys... Sorry for putting you guys through listening to Kanye and Drake in the same day. <laughs> a lot of emotions. A lot of melancholy. I mean, you know, they're... They're good albums for what they do and their fan base and for what it is. But, like, when it comes to the shop and when it comes to just, like, a vibe, these albums ain't really for me. I respect the artistry. I respect their work. But ain't nothing I'm going to be bumping too much in the shop unless it's that uh, Jesus Lord with my man Jay Electronica and the locks there. And I might bump, like, a track or two off Drake, but uh, ain't really in rotation. But yeah, shout out to the shop, man. Cuborough Cuts, man. Thank you all for putting up with uh, me listening to these joints. I, 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 did did uh, did Pooh have anything bad to say when you was when you was playing Drake? <laughs> she was not entertained. No, was like Robert Bronco. He was not with it. <laughs> I, I thought she would have liked Drake. Uh. Yeah, she she she's more on the little dirt tip, you know. She's more on the the younger hip hop kind of stuff. Gotcha. You, wait, you said you said Blanco wasn't with it either. Nah, he wasn't with it. He was the first one to turn around and be like, 
man. I mean, I want to shout out both those artists. You know, they're both brilliant. They're both great. And even though, uh, you know, there was some controversy as far as situations in the media, you know, with obviously with the address being put out and all the subliminals and stuff, at the end of the day, they both are our success. Both albums did what they were supposed to do. So whether you're with Kanye, whether you're with Drake, it's all music at the end of the day. And I, I got to salute both those guys for just, you know, creating these records and st- still continuing to entertain and uh, also evolving. Kanye evolving into the person that he is. I think with Drake, I think Drake is trying to find balance, you know, with being a father and being an entertainer and doing all these things. I think he's still trying to be the person that we know him for, but he's also looking for trying to change. And that's the thing about music, too. Like, when you listen to somebody from the beginning now, I never listened to Drake from the beginning, but I knew of Drake, obviously, from talking to people and people putting me on. What I love about Donda and Certified Loverboy, what I love about music in general, when you follow an artist, you're listening and you're watching the artist mature every time they put an album out. Compare Drake to where he was in the beginning to where he is now. Compare Kanye to where he was in the beginning to where he is now. You can do that through the sound of music. So I think that's great. So salute to both those guys, man. And I hope to hear some more. Uh, bring on the next records, guys. Keep them coming. Yeah, but I'm, uh, I'm firmly anticipating that as well. And for those of y'all out there who may have opinions, maybe you agree with us, maybe you disagree let us know. Email us, raplabpod at gmail.com, or go on Instagram and DM us, raplabpod. Don't be afraid to DM us, because I'm tired of getting DMs from uh, all the bots. We need some real <laughs> DMs. <laughs> yeah, all you all you bots are funny, man. Like, come on, let's get some real messages in there from the faithful. Let's let's. We want to talk to you guys, and when we put it up on social media with all these questions and the polls, I love the shout out to all of you that respond to the debates, the polls, all the questions that we ask, and the people that get involved, we will always answer. Yeah, talking about uh, uh, the bots, talking about promoted on, promoted on these nuts, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, uh, we'll catch y'all on the next one. And uh, before we go, uh, just want to say uh, shout out to the homeboy T.O. who who couldn't make it on this episode. So uh, T.O., we, we uh, you know, we riding with you, and we get you on the next one, brother. Yeah, shout out to T. In fact, I actually spoke to T not too long ago about where he felt, and uh, you know, he kind of he kind of goes along the same lane. He gives Drake the the nod in certain areas, and he gives Kanye the nod in certain areas. But I'm sure one of these days he'll definitely follow up and touch up on it. But he's he's with us. He he know he knows what we're doing. So shout out to the homeboy T. Yep, and that's the dealio. And until next week. We catch you. Peace. Peace.